everyone. Welcome and thanks for listening to Claudine's Spice of Inspiration. I am your host, Claudine Hicks. Now, this is a place where true, authentic people offer true, real-life solutions. These episodes are inspired by the Holy Spirit, and my prayer is that you will encounter who Jesus is for you in every area of your life. Hey everyone, welcome and happy um, new week. Happy Monday. I hope everyone had a wonderful um, weekend. I hope you all were able to rest and regain your strength for this wonderful week ahead. So with today's episode, I'm going to give it a title. I guess somewhat of a title and I'm going to call it um, Jesus Saves the Best for Last. And I'm going to start reading in the um, scripture 1 Samuel 16, 6 through 13. And it reads, when Jesse and his sons arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, surely this is the man who the Lord has chosen. But the Lord said to Samuel, Eliab is tall and handsome, but don't judge by things like that. God doesn't look at what people see. People judge by what is on the outside, but the Lord looks at the heart. Eliab is not the right man. Then Jesse called his second son, Abinab. Abinab walked by Samuel But Samuel said, no, this is not the man who the Lord chose. Then Jesse told Shammah or Shammah to walk by Samuel. But Samuel said, no, the Lord did not choose this man either. Jesse showed seven of his sons to Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these men. Then he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? And Jesse answered, No, I have another son, my youngest, but he's out taking care of the sheep. Samuel said, send for him, bring him here. We won't sit down to eat until he arrives. Jesse sent someone to get his youngest son. This son was a good looking boy. He was healthy, young man. He was very handsome. The Lord said to Samuel, get up and anoint him. He is the one. He is the one. Verse 13 says, Samuel took the horn with the oil in it and he poured the special oil on Jesse's youngest son in front of his brothers. The spirit of the Lord came on David with great power from that day on. And then Samuel went back home to Ramah. I'm going to read verse 13 again. Samuel took the horn with the oil in it and he poured the special oil on Jesse's youngest son in front of his brothers that were the ones that were in the house that, you know, they, they, their stature and their built just, just, you would, you would imagine, um, that they were qualified for to be King, you know, to, to be anointed by Samuel. But then at the bottom, it says the spirit of the Lord, as he anointed, he didn't choose the brother. He anointed David, the one that was out in the field, tending to the sheep and the goats. That's who the Lord chose. The one that didn't look like the others. That's who the Lord chose for Samuel to anoint. Samuel took the horn with the oil in it and poured the special oil on Jesse's youngest son in front of his brothers. And it says the spirit of the Lord came on David with great power from that day on. Then Samuel went home to Ramah. 
Let me just say, the spirit of the Lord has anointed you for this season in time. He is saying today, I have anointed you. I have chosen you with great power for this assignment. He is saying, don't doubt, don't doubt me, but trust me, don't doubt me, but believe in me, don't doubt me, but know that you are fully equipped to fulfill all that I've called you to do, to trust the process, trust what I am doing, trust my hand, daughter, son, he's saying to trust me. Jesus is saying today, I have saved the best for last. <laughs> Remember the wedding at Cana. If you don't, let me just help you out a little bit. Let's go to John 2 and 10. And let's read the, um, let's go to the Passion Translation. Yeah, I like the Passion Translation. And that's John 2 and 10. I'm going to give you a moment. And it reads, he called the bridegroom over to him and said to him, Every host serves his best wine first until everyone has had a cup or two. Then he serves this cheaper wine. But you, my friend, you've reserved the most exquisite wine until now. God has reserved the most precious, extremely beautiful, delicate, exquisite one for a time such as this. Ladies and gentlemen, my brothers and my sisters, destiny is calling you. God has need of you. No more running, no more hiding because you think you're not qualified, no more hiding because you feel that you don't have um, the right credentials. The Lord is saying, I have need of you. It doesn't matter what it looks like around you. It doesn't matter what you think, but he has need of you. And I'm excited about what the Lord is doing and birthing in you, those that are listening today. Now, I want to go from here, and I know I'm kind of ahead of myself. I got a little bit excited, but I want to share with you all a dream. That goes a little bit with, with the story with or with the scripture I just shared with you all in the very beginning. And in this dream, I had this dream about, uh, let's see, maybe eight, nine years ago I had this dream. Yeah, maybe about eight, nine years ago. And so in this dream, a friend of mine, um, very successful young lady, she called me, she said, Hey, guess what? I, I have a meeting to meet so-and-so and, -so, and I, I'm not going to disclose the name. And this man is a billionaire, well-known, uh, has done a lot of things, um, all over the world. She said, Hey, I'm going to meet this, you know, meet so-and-so and I love for you to come with me just to, just to be there with me for support and for your prayers. And of course I'm excited. Like, yes, girl. Yes, I am there. I'll be praying for you in a seating on your behalf um, while you're in the meeting. And so in the dream, she came and she picked me up and we headed to the, um, to the building, to the location of her meeting with this prominent person. And as we pulled up to the, um, to the gate, there were security guards, there were big gates to this beautiful, um, office or beautiful home of this person. And as we pulled up to the gates, there were security guards and they had to check our IDs to make sure we were okay to pass, you know, to go to the next, um, to the next level, I guess. And as we uh, went through the first round of security, we had to go through another round of security before we went through the door to the actual building. And I remember in the dream, as we walked up and we got to the, to the, to the, um, I guess to the office building or to the room where we had to wait for this person to come and get her. I remember sitting there saying, girl, oh my God, this is beautiful. This is a great opportunity. You've got it. I remember saying to her, girl, you've got it. I mean, she was qualified. She had all the right credentials. I mean, everything was in her life. She accomplished some, some great things to begin with. So I told her, I said, girl, you are so qualified. And this is just going to be a great thing. Just propel you even the more to advance and do what the Lord has called you to do. 
I remember we sat there, we laughed, giggled, held hands, and we prayed. And right as we got through praying, um, I guess the assistant of this person came to the door and said, you know, we're ready for you. And I, my girlfriend, I remember in the dream, she got up and she looked at me. And she's like, girl, and I said, girl, you got it. I mean, I mean, you're, you're overqualified. You're more than qualified. And I remember she walked into the room and I remember sitting there in the waiting room, just waiting for her to, to, to just come out with that news, with that, you know, look of excitement. And I remember sitting there waiting. And once again, this is the dream the Lord gave me. And as she came out, she had her head a bit hung down or kind of discouraged. And right behind, I said, girl, what's wrong? And right behind her was that person's assistant. And he said to me, he is ready for you. You're the one for the job. And I said, well, I didn't apply for the job. He said, we know, but you're the one for the job. He wants you for this position. And I remember I got up, my girlfriend, she was okay with it. I was, I got up and he said, and the person escorted me into the office with this great man. And I'm sitting there. He said, you are the one qualified for this position that should be in this position. And I remember I woke up from the dream and I sat up in the bed. And one of the things I do do, because I am a dreamer, a scribe is to, I pull my, you know, I have my phone with my lights, my flashlight, and I begin to write what that dream, who all were in the dream and what I felt Holy Spirit was downloading to me. And what he said to me was, you may think you are not qualified, but you are more than qualified because I have equipped you. And yes, the last, my daughter shall be first. Where you think you may be lacking, I am the one that have come and have poured in all that you need. You'll not lack anything. No good thing will I withhold from you. And I remember just sitting, sitting down like, oh my gosh, I wasn't even qualified. Matter of fact, I didn't even apply for the position, but this man saw fit that I was for that position, that he was going to still place me in that great, in that place. And so I just want to encourage you. <laughs> I may have not looked the part. You may not have, have, you may not look that part. Excuse me. I may not have talked as proper or fluent as my friend did. Oh, but the Lord knows. And he heard my heart. He knows what we need. And he's just wanting for us to get into position for this new thing that he is doing. God has timed your birth for such a time as this, Esther. God has timed your birth for such a time as this. And he is saying, destiny is calling you to come forth. Things are shifting. God is sending the right people at the right time that will help propel you to your to your next. God is sending the right people and removing those that have, have had wrong motives. The last shall be first. When you see, when you operate in your gift and you are obedient to what the Lord has called you to do, don't allow where it seems that where you are to determine your position. Hmm. I'm going to say that again. Don't allow where it seems that where you are in the natural to determine your, your, your position in the realm of the spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So while you are waiting, I want to encourage you to embrace your uniqueness. Oh, beautiful one. Embrace your uniqueness. Embrace your process. Embrace the place where the Lord has placed you even now. Embrace the fact that you're not going to do it like brother or sister so-and-so. Embrace. It's okay. Believe me, it is okay. It's not going to look the same. Hallelujah. It's not going to look like your neighbors. It's not going to look like your brother that you sit next to every Sunday. 
And so I just want, I hope that that word encouraged you. That dream, let me tell you, it, it took me to another place in the Lord and trusting the Lord and seeing the seeing myself, how the Lord sees me after I had that dream. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you begin to not, don't um, discount yourself, but believe the Lord. If the Lord showed you that vision, Good is big. I'm glad that it's a big, big vision because you won't be able to do it yourself because it's not you that's going to do it, but the Lord is going to use you as that vehicle to bring that thing to pass. And so it's a great thing. I hear a lot of people say, oh my God, that vision is so big. If I told anyone what the Lord has showed me, my vision and my dreams, they will laugh at me. Great. Let them laugh. Huh? <laughs> that's a good thing because your faith should not be in your own self, but your faith, put your trust in the Lord, trust the Lord in all, with all your heart, lead not into your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Thank you, Lord. And so I will, as I end, I want you to know that the world needs what you are carrying. Remember, do not compare yourself to those that are, you know, on the internet or your friends, your neighbors. Comparison is the thief of joy. I'm telling you, I, I know what I'm talking about. And so I'm just going to declare over you that you will finish stronger than you started. You will bounce back in the name of Jesus Christ. God is setting you in a place for your purpose. Yes, he is setting you in a place for you to move forth in your purpose. Remember Joseph, although he was in the fit, the pit, excuse me, he was able to accomplish all that the Lord had called him to do. And just like David, how they anointed him in front of his brothers and the same with Joseph, how his brothers had to bow before him. Oh my God, the Lord is going to do the same for you. And I just declare that man's rejection is redirection. Stop looking for approval from people. God did not give them the vision. He gave it to you because you, my, my, my sisters and my brothers, you're the one that's fully equipped and qualified to carry out the purpose on this earth. Trust the Lord with all of your heart. He is the one that have made you and not our, our yourselves. He, we're, he is the one that has made us. He is the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is great in whatever he does. He doesn't need your help. He just, he just needs your yes. All the Lord needs is your surrender. So he can go ahead and use you. So let your expectation, I pray your expectation will arise, will rise up today. I pray that your expectation will rise up today. I declare your words will shake the nations. Your words will shake the nation. God has given you a voice and your voice needs to be heard. Your voice is powerful. Your voice will bring deliverance um, to the nation, will bring deliverance in your family, in, the, in your neighborhood. Your voice is powerful. I declare you are a linchpin. I I declare that God, and I pray and ask that God release um, inventiveness and creativity. I declare you will experience the creative flow of God as you have never experienced before. Yes, you, I'm talking to you, those that are listening. And I'm going to pause right there. Let me just say this. I know I just declared you will experience the creative flow of the Lord like never before. And I, I wanted to say that, especially because, um, I am, let me just say, I'm surrounded by some wonderful ladies. The Lord has really blessed me with some wonderful gifted ladies. And about two months ago, I believe it was, I was talking with an individual and I was just saying, um, I wanted to do something. I said, but you know, I'm just not, I'm just not creative. I mean, I, you know, I was, you know, I was giving, you know, um, just saying, you know, I'm, you know, these ladies, you know, like Annette, she does, I'm the president of Douglasville Aglow and she does all of our media. And I, you know, I was sharing with them. I said, I mean, I go to Annette for those type of stuff. I don't know how to do that. I'm not gifted. I kept on saying, I'm not creative. I'm not creative. I said it one too many times. I guess the Holy Spirit got tired of it. And so, so softly, 
I heard him say, um, um, of course you are. You are creative. You're creative because you come from me. And let me just tell you, I paused. I stopped right in my tracks because I was getting ready to say it again. I'm telling you, I'm not creative. And when Holy Spirit said that to me, I paused in my tracks. I'm going to say it again. While in the midst of getting ready to say for like the fifth time, I'm not creative. Holy Spirit came in and says, of course you are. You come from me. I, I could just fell out right there immediately, to be honest. And the crazy thing is this, I am big when it comes to words. I tell my children too, there's certain words we just don't use and always encourage me, don't say, I don't, I don't. And so while I was there saying, I can't, I can't, Holy Spirit was reminding me, yes, you do. You carry the DNA of your heavenly father. And so I want to encourage you that though you may not think that you're qualified, oh yes, you are. Why? Because you carry the DNA of your heavenly father. You can do all things through Christ that gives you strength. So yes, you are more than capable you carry his DNA. You are creative. And so as those creativeness and those inventiveness flow, I declare that you'll be able to fulfill all that the Lord has caused you to do because he is the one that have made you. And that leads me to say, I declare you will no longer operate from where you are, but from where you come from. I think when we begin to think that way operate from where I come from. I am heaven bound. I, I am an ambassador of heaven that you'll begin to see yourself differently. You'll begin to believe that you are qualified. You be begin to believe that, yes, I carry the DNA of my father. You begin to believe that there's nothing hard for you because you have the Holy Spirit with you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And remember, it's not always going to look like what you think it's going to look like. So seek the Lord, my sisters, my brothers, you are qualified. You are, matter of fact, you are fully qualified. You are fully equipped. God has saved the best for last. You're not unwanted. You're God's chosen vessel. You're not unloved. Instead, you are to die for. There is nothing ordinary about you. You are God's masterpiece. You are significant. You are sons and daughters of the most high God. You are mantled with the oil of the Lord. I just declare that your story is not over. I don't care how old you are. Your story is not over. You will win. You will win. You will win. You are fully equipped and fully qualified. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I want to just declare also that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It's beyond our, our ability to imagine. Those are the things that the Lord has in store for those that love him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word today, God. Thank you, Father. Let me tell you, I'm supposed to deliver this word earlier this morning, but the Lord just began to just deal with me on that dream. He brought back that dream to me and just began to deal with me about even David, how man looks at the outward appearance. And he's like, no, it's so much deeper than that. I look at the heart, the intent of the heart. And it just goes back even to create when he formed me in my mother's womb. He formed you in your mother's womb. That everything was already worked out, mapped out concerning your life, concerning your story, concerning your destiny. So don't be surprised at what is getting ready to be unfolded in front of you. Just begin to walk in that place. Begin to walk those steps that the Lord have ordered before you. And I declare that you will not miss it this time. I've missed it enough. I'm like, God, I'm not missing it this time. Keep your ears inclined. Keep your ears to the Lord, to heaven. 
Hebrews 12 and 2 declares, or it says, keeping my eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross, disregarded its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Oh, that is so amazing. It's so wonderful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So God, we thank you so much for your word. And I pray that those listeners, those that are listening, God, that you will bless them. God, I release your grace over each and every one of them. I come against the spirit of confusion because we know that it's not of God. And I release your peace. God, that surpasses all understanding and release your shalom over those that are listening right now. Release your shalom. Oh, God. Oh, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You are so wonderful, God. You're so worthy. God, you're so holy and wonderful and righteous and merciful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for choosing us, God. Oh, God. We know it's not by what we're, who we are, but it's because of your grace, God. And so we thank you for grace this morning. Grace to finish the race. Grace to carry on, God. We thank you. We surrender all to you this evening, this morning. We say yes to you, God. We say yes concerning our purpose. We say yes, yes, Jesus. Yes, we'll do what you've called us to do. Thy will, we, uh, I give to you as the song says, I'll do what you say, God. Use us for your glory. Father God, to advance the kingdom. It's not about us, but God is to advance the kingdom of God. And so we thank you. I thank you that I am unique, oh God. I thank you that no one looks like me. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, I know they always said that everyone has a twin, but even that twin that's somewhere a million miles, miles away, I guarantee you, I am still a unique individual. I guarantee you, I'm still an original And so, God, I thank you for making us an original. I thank you for making us unique to stand out, your masterpiece. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We praise you for who you are, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you this evening. And we give you the glory. We give you honor. We give your name all the praise. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Father. Okay, well, that's my time. If you have been enjoying these episodes, make sure you download wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Amazon, hit the search feature and type in Claudine's Bites of Inspiration. Don't forget, if you haven't already to subscribe, then head on over to the review tab and leave me a five-star review and comment. I would love to hear from you. Also, remember, you can follow me on Instagram and on Facebook at I am Claudine Hicks or go to my website at ClaudineHicks.com. I love you and I thank the Lord for each and every one of you. I don't take this opportunity for granted at all to share what the Lord has given me, has downloaded to me. I don't take it for granted at all because I know everything that we do serves a purpose. Everything the Lord does serves a purpose. And so I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. And I just bless you in the name of the Father. Until next episode, God bless you and shalom.